If you've ever been cheated on by a boyfriend, if you've ever been in love with a man who had a strained relationship with the truth, if you've been hurt so many times that you believe that men have to earn your trust, ask yourself how your love life is going right this second. And presuming you're not in a safe, happy relationship right this second, stick around to learn how you could trust once again and get the relationship you deserve. I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Stay to the end of this video to learn two stories of Love You clients who almost sabotage their great relationships with their lack of trust. When we're done, I'll show you how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Now, I throw a lot of metaphors out there. Here's one that I've been throwing around. I don't know if I nailed it, but I want you to let me know. You work in an office. There's no coronavirus. You work in an office and it's a great job. At least on paper, it's a great job. It's creative. You're passionate about your work. You generally like the people you work with. It gives you meaning and structure and you're well compensated. There's only one problem. Every day when you leave the office, someone in security pats you down to make sure that you're not stealing any office supplies and goes to your computer to make sure you're not browsing any sites that you shouldn't be browsing or posting anything on social media that the company wouldn't want you to post. They scour everything that you do to make sure that you're loyal to the company and that you're not stealing from the company. So they're monitoring your computer. How does it feel to go to work? Again, great job. Lots to offer, but being an innocent person and being made to feel like a criminal because someone else stole from the company because someone else did something wrong is pretty punitive and it's not fun and it doesn't make you feel good about yourself or about the people that you work for. Because as I say often, I said in the last podcast, you're innocent until proven guilty. You're not guilty until proven innocent. Trust is a big issue. Without trust, you got nothing. What I've noticed as a dating coach for smart, strong, successful women is that a lot of people feel like trust is something that becomes earned over time, right? You're starting from a negative, you're starting from nothing, and you have to earn your way to being a good person. And my belief is that you start with, this is a good person, and if they do things that erode your trust, then you should summarily leave that person. You can't have a relationship with someone you don't trust. But you can't mistrust someone who hasn't done something wrong to you. Well, you can, but then you'd be like the company that strip searches its employees and searches their computers. This brings me into a story of two different Love You clients that I've coached this year um, who joined me, sad, despondent. Uh, one woman is 53, one woman is 60. Um, one woman was married three times and chooses narcissistic bad boys. The other one has uh, gone 35 years without a relationship because she's been abused and ha has had um, uh, self-esteem problems, confidence problems, obesity problems, a whole bunch of things affecting her. Both of these women found boyfriends by the time they graduated. Love you.
And both of these women almost blew it with their boyfriends because of their insecurities, their past, and their lack of trust. And so I just want to walk you through these stories because I think they're illustrative of the kind of thing that could happen when you're operating from a place of fear and scarcity. So um, we will call her um, Jessica. Jessica is my client who um, was 60 and hadn't had any serious relationships in her adult life. Um, she was dating a good man. Um, he was enthusiastic about her. He became her boyfriend. He treated her right. He really was the best relationship that she's ever had. And not to be, not to, to give you a spoiler, they're still together. I emailed her today to get permission to tell the story. They're still happy. So this has a happy ending. But Jessica's dating this guy um, and his, he's gone through some loss like anybody in their 60s may have gone through some loss. Uh, his daughter had cancer, um, has cancer actually. And while he's suffering through taking his you know, daughter to doctors and things like that, his ex-wife, right, crazy ex-wife, reaches out to him to offer her feelings, condolences, support. And she even sent him flowers, which again, I think is a nice gesture. The guy, the boyfriend, try to leave out names here, um, doesn't say anything to my client, Jessica. And when Jessica found out that he received flowers from his ex-wife, she felt angry and disrespected, like he was being weird and secretive. And these are the signs of a cheating man. So Jessica's bright. Right, so we, we're talking up here, right? we're not thinking the worst of her because she had this reaction. She has these contradictory impulses. Number one, well, he does have the right to privacy. He has the right to not tell me. She thinks that, but she doesn't feel that. Right? She feels that something's off. This is the sign of a shady, untrustworthy person. And I have no tolerance for that because of men in my past. So Jessica broke up with him. She broke up with him. Instead of trying to hear his side of the story or put herself perhaps in his position and consider why would a presumably good man, he's been a good man the entire time they've been dating, why would a presumably good man act the way he did? Right. Now, I understand. Right? I spent an hour on the phone with her coaching her through this issue. Right. So I want to validate her position. Her position is that it's wrong to do as her boyfriend did because she, Jessica, witnessed infidelity growing up in her family and is therefore suspicious of any male activity that's not husband and wife. His position, which is the thing she should have considered before she broke up with him, is that in his lifetime, including his ex-wife, he's dealt with really insecure women who make a really big deal about things like this. <laughs> That's my experience, unfortunately. So he is trying to minimize the damage. He's trying to do damage control in advance and not make a big deal about it, right? So what's the point? If women are gonna flip out that your ex-wife gives you flowers, what's the point of saying anything? There was no value in telling her because she'd act, you got it, exactly the way she acted. That's why he didn't tell her. So there's this loop, this trust loop here, where we're gonna say, I want a man to tell, the, tell me the truth. And then a guy's like, the reason I don't tell you the truth is because you, you can't handle the truth. And this truth, in this case, the truth 
there was nothing shady or nefarious. His ex-wife was concerned about him because his daughter had cancer. So I know you could understand her side. He should tell me. But what about his side? He's 50% of the equation here. What's the point of telling the truth if the truth is going to upset you? Right? And this is an ex-wife who I've told you that I don't get along with and we have a bad relationship and she's kind of crazy. She's not at all threatening to us this great relationship which we have right now. I talked with my client, Jessica. I walked her through the same thing I just shared with you, took a little bit longer with it. And sure enough, she went back to her boyfriend, took ownership of her own insecurities, apologized, and they've been good two months since that happened. So I like that. I like the happy ending. And remember, when I'm telling these stories, I'm not playing the men good, women bad card, men confident, women insecure. In this case, this was 100% about her insecurities, and she knew it. Right? And he was gracious enough to forgive her for her insecurities and for overreacting to something that didn't, didn't deserve that kind of reaction. That leads us into the next story. I've got a client. Her name is Noreen. She's in her early 50s. She's uh, stunning. Um, but has a really bad man picker, historically uh, married three times. And Noreen gets a boyfriend by the time she graduates from Love You Masters Private Coaching. And everything is humming along for about a month. And then one day, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like sitting by the side of my pool or something like that. I'm definitely not working. And I get a text, not a text, an email from Noreen that she's got a relationship emergency. Um, she just had a big fight with her boyfriend um, and she's concerned and she's not sure what she should do. And, and the story was essentially two, two part story. One part was they were dating for three or four weeks and he didn't think to introduce her to his teenage kids yet. That was one. And isn't this a sign that he's a player or a liar or isn't all in on this relationship? And the other one was he was on a work Zoom call. And during the work Zoom call, um, when someone asked him where he was, he said he was at a friend's house instead of saying, I'm at my girlfriend's house. Isn't this a sign that he's embarrassed about me, that he is not entirely invested in this relationship, that he's already telling lies about where he is? This is her reaction. Right? And she started a fight with him. Right? She got angry, just like the other client started a fight with him, got angry. And because she's a Love You Masters client, I, you know, it's concierge level service. So you know, email me whenever you want and I'll get back to you. I, I had to write back to her immediately and just talk her off the ledge. And the second she got my email, she relaxed because I told her there's nothing wrong with the boyfriend in less than a month being hesitant to introduce you to his teenagers. And it's perfectly normal for someone not to want to talk about how he's sleeping at his girlfriend's house in a work meeting. That's a perfectly justifiable, you know, um, uh, stance, not a, not a full truth. And so she's making a big deal over nothing and she's got to go back and own it, apologize for her sensitivities. These are two clients of mine who have no association with each other. They're not geographically similar. They're not demographically similar, but they're two women who've been burnt by men in the past. If I were one of those boyfriends, I might not stick around 
I've been in a relationship where I've been mistrusted. I had a girlfriend dump me three times for no reason. It's tiring and it's not pleasant and it takes a toll on your self-esteem. They're fortunate that their boyfriends are much more patient and devoted than I would be if I were accused of similar crimes and I had someone go hyperbolically crazy on me for something that's not even really a crime. So long story short, if you find yourself sympathizing with the women that I'm talking about, right? and I can understand if you do, I really want you to step back and ask yourself, if a man treated you this way, how would you react? If a man demanded that kind of fealty, that, that uh, you, you introduce him to your kids right away, that you, for, you are forbidden from receiving a text, replying to a text from an ex-boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. Personally, I don't do very well with being told what to do, and I don't think you would either. So you don't really have the right to tell an honest man what to do. Your job is to accept him, appreciate him, right? and give him an environment in which he can thrive and makes him want to be even a better man. Being lectured when you haven't done anything wrong doesn't make anybody want to be a better man. So with that, my name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click the subscribe button, ring the bell, and choose all to ensure you get notified whenever new content comes out. If you're listening to the audio podcast, please scroll down to leave an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast equals more love in the world. And if you're interested in Love You and being coached into a successful, trusting, healthy relationship, click on the link below to apply, and I'll talk to you later this week. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Are you the woman who has everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams, and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkcats.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started. Thank <laughs> you.